This is the Digital Savage Experience Podcast, hosted by Roman Prokopchuk, bringing you all things digital marketing, tech, business, and motivation. What's stopping you from becoming relentless in all aspects of life? Are you ready to become a digital savage? Let's get into today's episode. Hey everyone, this is Roman Prokopchuk and this is the Digital Savage Experience Podcast. Today I have with me Luke Peters. Luke is the host of Page One Podcast, CEO of retail band agency that helps product brands sell online into the big box retailers like Home Depot, Lowe's, Wayfair, Walmart, and more. He's also the CEO and founder of New Air Appliances, a brand of fun beer coolers, wine coolers, and more cool appliances. Thank you for joining me today. Thanks for having me, Roman. Uh, excited to speak to the audience and be on your show. Thanks. My pleasure. Thanks for coming on. So tell me a little bit about your journey. How did you get to where you are now? Obviously, you're kind of in a lot of things. How did you get to uh, that point? Oh, man, that's a, that's a long story. How far back you want me to start? Uh, how far you want to go back in terms of, you know, relevance? Yeah. Okay. So well, just, you know, as a, as a kid, I was always um, working newspaper route and then I uh, had a swimming pool service, you know, cleaning and fixing swimming pools through college. So I had a business there, sold that um, af- after I graduated college and uh, worked as a hazardous waste scientist. Uh, that wasn't that fun, actually. It was, it was, I mean, it was great helping the, the groundwater, but the job itself uh, wasn't wasn't the most stimulating. And then my little brother started selling stuff online. So uh, he was, you know, driving a nice car and I'm driving a beat up stick shift truck from, from Huntington Beach into through all the way through LA to the other side of LA. And, and um, I just kind of um, learned a little bit from him and then also just burned the midnight oil and started newer at that point with my wife and, uh, and really just kind of out of the garage and, and just grinded and really understood, learned a lot about SEO and direct to consumer sales and just grew that business for like 10 years. And then kind of made a big pivot and started selling the brand more like on a B2B uh, direction, because what happened is, it, it, you know, it's become really hard to resell products, you know, because obviously with the rise of Amazon and the other large um, retailers, Walmart, Home Depot, and all those guys, Target, everybody got into the game. Everybody, you know, kind of woke up around 2012, 2010, and, you know, had marketing departments and SEO departments. And then right around that time, it was really hard to get page one rankings on Google or it became harder. It was so much easier before that uh, for the, these key terms that we were competing with. So then we kind of decided to pivot and sell into those guys. You know, they've got these big mar- marketing machines and really just grow the new air brand. And that's what we've been doing ever since. And then, um, you know, along the way, I've always wanted to start agencies. Uh, friends have started agencies, uh, advertising, uh, Amazon agencies, SEO agencies. And so just uh, this past year, I said, hey, you know, we know how to sell into these retailers really well. Uh, It's a combination of how we think about their algorithms and SEO and content, product launches. And so we we, uh, started another business and now we kind of can help other companies who, you know, they might be good in store or they might be good on Amazon, but they're not good on Wayfair or not good on HD or not good on Lowe's um, and and these other sites. And and that's kind of uh, what got me to this point here. 
No, that's awesome. And is there a specific kind of products or product brands you work with, or you kind of cover, you know, across the board? It's across the board and it's so new. It's really fresh. It's just the last couple months, just, and, but the response has been amazing. And so dealing with companies, um, all different types of, obviously yeah, consumer product companies, but I would say the interesting thing is, you know, it's from companies that have, uh, almost no presence so they really are great at the product and they they just don't get digital and they're they're looking for some help and and we can take over and, and essentially be their whole sales and marketing platform to companies that are in store and they're really strong companies in store but they're they're not focused on digital to companies that are focused on amazon but not on not understanding how many sales are kind of giving up by not being focused on Home Depot, Wayfair, and everybody else. See, so you got it. Basically, it's usually one of those three categories, and each one of them has different needs. No, I agree. I think it's important to be on all those, and I think uh, SEO has changed a lot. I got into SEO in 2009 when it was kind of the Wild West, and you can do a lot of things that you can do now in terms of ranking and especially broader rankings. Now, obviously rankings are tailored to specific user. Obviously, if you're logged into Google, you have components like, you know, AI rank brain for Google, but it's still an important component for, you know, sales and traffic to your site. Yeah. Yeah. You're, Roman, you're bringing up the good old days though. That it, it was a lot of, it was like you said, the wild west, but it's a lot of fun and there's some cool conferences and, and I know they still happen now, but it's, uh, you know, every, so much has changed, just like you said, um, you know, from then until now. Yeah, I think that that's an important thing to have if you don't have a marketing team that focuses on uh, digital, especially SEO, you need either an expert or an agency to help you through those things that are ever changing, because obviously updates come out all the time, and things that pivot, you know, you have to look at competitors as well, what competitors are doing in that space to, you know, keep up or stay ahead. So I think that's very important. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's interesting is just in talking to some prospects, some of them are like, you know, they're really worried about spending a couple thousand dollars and, 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 you know, you never want to outshine somebody, you know, what, what it took for them to get where they are now is, was some, uh, some amazing ideas and execution, you know, but on the digital side, you know, we know, and just like yourself, you know, you can help people. And sometimes they're just so cautious about spending a couple thousand dollars, but they don't understand the benefit or even the internal savings. Like they're doing stuff in house and they can just outsource it and repurpose, you know, what, what they're spending. So it's like net, net, not even an increase, uh, you know, if you know what I mean. So it's, it's the, the just that mindset, um, I think can really help uh, brand owners and just shifting that mindset to seeing how big of an opportunity is out there. Yeah, and I think it's educating also because I've had people where they get billboards, but obviously you can hardly measure ROI other than if you have a tracking number or, you know, if you have a shortened URL, uh, you know, subfolder that you're tracking traffic to. And uh, usually there's not much ROI, but if they spent $10,000, $20,000 for a month on uh, a billboard, they can possibly stretch that out for months in terms of a digital spend to you know, wherever best you, you see fit to spend those funds. 
Total, hundred percent. Yeah, and that goes for everything, even within Amazon. You know, just as, just as a, a, a point right now, because I know Amazon has, you know, their AMS or whatever they're calling it these days, their, their advertising. But other people are really successful, you know, utilizing Facebook ads. You know, just because. So there's always another way or another creative way, and 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 just like you said, looking at what everybody's doing and and using that same spin, but um, optimizing it in a better way. Yep, and tailoring a campaign that works, obviously, like you said, for that client, because there's a lot of agencies that are kind of churn and burn, cookie cutter, like a factory kind of standard. So tailoring a campaign where, you know, you're utilizing and that marketing spend is going to kind of the right avenues for the maximum reach. Yeah, you know, you know what I found is, I mean, my goal, so I didn't need another business, you know, I just did it because like I told you along the way, I kind of regretted not starting other ones. And, and I like talking to people and helping them and uh i think if you come at it from that approach because because otherwise it can become you know there's a lot of luckily in my space i created you know that we're doing something that really nobody's doing and that was kind of my idea but um just saying hey you know coming out as the trusted advisor you know we're a, a consultant as well you know we're there to help these companies and what we're doing for them is what we're doing for our own brands and not being desperate about it literally just you know charging what we're worth, but making sure that we're providing, you know, 10x value and coming across as that trusted uh, advisor of theirs, I think is kind of my vision for, you know, creating a strong agency. Yeah, I agree. So what motivates you to succeed? You know, it's also, I'm just a little bit ADD, you know, I always have to be doing something. So if, if, uh, and you know, it's a typical, I mean, typical, probably for like a lot of us, you know, you can't, I just can't shut down my head sometimes. I'm always thinking about it. So it's probably just, uh, you know, that, that drive, but also, you know, like in, when I was younger, I mean, I wasn't a good student and, you know, as much as I love sports, I was never like, you know, the best basketball player or the best surfer. So kind of just, you know, just proving to myself, you know, that I can, uh, you know, do things better and, and, um, build something that, you know, maybe I, or just perform better than maybe I was in some of those other aspects of my life in the past. You know what I mean? Just that internal drive of, man, I never actually hit the top. You know, I wasn't like the, the star player um, in any of those leagues I played in. So that kind of inside of you can, can kind of uh, put a chip on your shoulder, I guess. Yeah, I agree. And I think I, I mentioned it on this podcast and other podcasts where like the mentality of it's uh, you versus you kind of, so you're competing on with no one else but yourself and uh, kind of getting better each day. And that would be the goal. Yeah, just challenging yourself. So what's one thing you may have had in the past as a weakness that you've taken and turned into a strength and utilized today? Oh, wow. Okay. Um, yeah, probably, you know, overthinking things can can definitely be a weakness. Um, and getting too much into the into the weeds you know which which i definitely can have a propensity to do but uh it's funny as as much as a lot of folks will say that's a bad thing for ceos to do it can also be a a a blessing when you do it correctly because you can't let things happen inside the company that you're not aware of either Um, obviously you have to trust your team and build a great team and all those things uh, you know are a hundred percent you know, anybody successful will tell you those things and they're obvious, but, um, I've been able to turn that into when you overthink, sometimes you can get into the weeds, like I said, but then if you overthink, don't share right away, hold on to your ideas, formulate stronger plans, and then 
you know, have a little bit of restraint on the sending that email or sending that plan right away and really thinking about things, then it can turn into a strength, you know, because you're not, you're really thinking about uh, what your MITs or most important things are and taking your time and looking at your surroundings. Even though you're always thinking, now you're coming up with a plan that is going to push that company forward instead of a task list all the time of like, why isn't this done? Why isn't that done? So I think that that's the way that um, I think I've been able to turn that one around. I agree. And I think that's also tied into kind of a emotional IQ, not getting upset about certain things when it comes to business and uh, kind of taking a uh, kind of clear mind approach to, you know, that aspect. 100%, 100%. And I, and I know from people that I work with, sometimes they, they don't always, because I can I can be intense or direct, but at the same time, I don't, you know, get upset because I just want to solve problems, you know, but I know a lot, you know, I can probably ask the question in a better way that that wouldn't kind of set somebody to think that uh, along those lines. But, uh, you know, at the heart of it, it's just problem solving. Just like you said, you got to have a clear mind and, and just be after the problem. Yep. And I think understanding where other people are coming from, because obviously there's different personalities, different kind of, um, you know, goals, but still focused on kind of the same, you know, top tier goal. And uh, you don't know what kind of things people are going through in their personal lives and other things that they may take into the workplace or into a professional settings that, you know, may be kind of weighing them down. Because most people, if you ask people, now, how are you today? Almost 99%, 99.9% of the time, they'll say, oh, I'm good, even though they may be dealing with disease, loss, um, depression, anxiety, and things like that. So I think that's important to consider as well. Yeah, and that one, some, and frankly, that can be hard to get at sometimes, you know, definitely want to be close to your team and, and really get to know them. Um, but it's a great point you bring up because it's so hard to pull that information from people and, and then I'll always want to share it. But I would say kind of closely related to that, one thing I've learned is, um, you know, really improving. I, and I can tell my team has, has even brought this up that we need better communication. I think, I'm sure that's for most companies, but I think making sure everybody understands why we're doing things, that's a big thing that we've done this year. Um, it, when everybody understands the why, because I, I think people naturally want to do good and they want to contribute, but they don't always know you know, why they're doing what they're doing or how it affects the ultimate outcome. So definitely have been trying uh, to include more about what, more about why everybody should know why, and also communicating more throughout the company, you know, throughout the whole company, not just, you know, the, the top leadership team. So those are things um, as well that I've learned this year that uh, definitely seen a big benefit. Yeah, I agree. And like you said, I think it's important to have a, a scope for the whole company, see how the whole company is doing, things that the company may be dealing with, positives, because if you kind of keep that on the executive level, and if there is a problem or something to solve, the whole you know org structure can benefit and possibly you know propose solutions that you may not even thought of what their job is and how they're looking at the problem. Yeah. And, and the thing is just, you know, cause I told you I was a hazardous waste scientist a long time ago. And what you find out is, you know, people get into silos and they, and they work on things and it never changes, you know, but the, but they, but maybe they should have changed. So what happens is, you know, 50% of the time is just wasted working on stuff that doesn't kind of matter for the ultimate outcome. You know, if you know what I mean? So that's where the communication is great because just cause someone's doing, been doing something for a year, you know, should they continue doing it? And also, 
I want everybody to be able to have that voice and ask those questions, you know, and, and challenge everybody at the company, including me. So hopefully through that, uh, I, I say it all the time. It doesn't always happen, but, but more and more people will, you know, they'll, they'll challenge me like in a good way, you know, to solve a problem and say, and we can say, hey, yeah, why were we doing that? Or let's, let's change this. And, uh, and I think most businesses, you know, unless you're really huge and, and, uh, and providing like a really, uh, specific service like most of them are always having to change and reinvent themselves so you got to have people that can do that too yeah i agree so what's one piece of advice you can leave with the audience personal or professional yeah and you know i would say the biggest piece is that most people can accomplish a lot more than they think they can and especially when you're young you know it's and i'm just saying this from just from um personal experience you know like i told you i was just like a c student in high school, took forever to graduate college, did really good at the end, but you know, it took a long time after uh, too many surf trips to Mexico and, and uh, messing around for, and screwing around for a couple of years. But anyways, um, I would say that, you know, if people can accomplish more, but you hear that a lot. So I would say, maybe say it a different way in that in intentionally working and really understanding what your most important things are and putting time into it, you're not just going to like accomplish twice as much. You, you're literally going to accomplish like 10 times as much because if you look at somebody who isn't focused on that, um, and again, I'm only, I'm only measuring like work. There's so many areas of success in life, right? So let's just make that clear as well. But just talking about work and, and business success that if you, know, you can look at somebody over a course of 10 years or five years, and if, and they're just, you know, punching a clock and doing the same thing every day versus really intentionally thinking about what's going to move them forward or a company forward or their company forward and really focusing on those. It's such a massive improvement that it's, um, you know, the value that somebody can bring. And so everybody should kind of understand that. And I, and I think when people are younger, they're not, they're, they're not thinking about that. They're just kind of thinking about how can I get a job or man, I hope somebody will hire me. And what they're not realizing is that they, if they show up every day and put that time in, they're going to be so invaluable for that company that, um, you know, it's just going to blow their mind. So just a different mindset and a different way of thinking. Yeah, I agree. And I think a lot of uh, founders and CEOs, I know we're kind of like C students that weren't necessarily motivated or the, the, you know, standard education system really didn't motivate them because, you know, the standard education system sometimes tells you, you know, work on your weaknesses, but not necessarily kind of double down on your strengths. So when you start finding something you're passionate about and you're good at, putting all your focus on that and being the best at that instead of trying to improve some of those weaknesses from the professional sense, because a lot of those professional weaknesses, you can either hire a strong team or outsource those things you may be weak at and focus on the strengths. A hundred percent, Roman, I agree with you because there's a lot of things I hate doing and uh, I just won't do them. I'll have somebody else do them because they're going to be way better at it than I am. So definitely 100% agree with that point. So I really appreciate you stopping by today. Can you let the audience know how they can find you? Sure thing. And uh, thanks for having me. You have a great show and, and great style. So uh, uh, thankful for being here. Um, yeah, find me on LinkedIn, um, relatively active there. And also check out my page one podcast with, with the number one page one. And a uh, new company is retailband.com. And uh, you could shoot me an email, Luke at retailband, if you're a consumer products brand and uh, looking for some help in those areas we spoke about. Awesome. Thanks again for stopping by. Thank you, Roman. Appreciate it.
This podcast has been brought to you by Nova Zora Digital. Find out how Nova Zora Digital can help your company grow online. Learn more at NovaZoraDigital.com. Until next time, all you digital savages.